What's going on, everyone? Right. So, it is OG Yamoshi here and JP Caduceus. I would like to continue immediately where we left off so I can finally finish hogging the mic and let JP Caduceus speak um, for the final segment. Originally, we did say it was going to be three, but um, this is more just a recap. I will elaborate or continue expounding upon the previous podcast, but just to elaborate, because we might trim and chop this up before we upload it to YouTube or any other platform. But continuing with what I said in the last podcast, the final Lunar Laren of Dissidence that's going on in Dragon Ball Super, at least in my opinion, in my interpretation, is that of Goku's Master Ultra Instinct transformation, technically not really being mastered at this point. So I guess uh, inappropriate name or... Uh, Jumping the jumping the shark before feeding the horse, if that's the expression. But basically, it's been revealed in Dragon Ball Super Chapter 72 in the Granola arc that Goku cannot stay in Mastered Ultra Instinct for too long. Or basically, when Goku is in Mastered Ultra Instinct transformation, the silver hair, the longer he stays in it, the more his power decreases in that form. And the reason why I say... It's the third or fourth final case of Ludo narrative dissonance and Super's narrative is because, as I previously said, it's established by the end of the tournament power that Goku is basically the strongest mortal in all of the universes because of that transformation. And in the anime's depiction of that event, when Goku first went into the Master Ultra Instinct transformation and fought Jiren, it seemed like he was fighting Jiren for at least the last seven minutes of the tournament, five minutes he was in the transformed Mastered Ultra Instinct Silverhead form, and it seemed like he went all out and used all his power, but he didn't really get weaker as time went by. Like, his power didn't wane or decrease, in my opinion, based on the depiction. It seemed like when he finally got out of that transformation, his body was just fatigued because he couldn't handle such a tremendous surge of power without having the stamina reserves from it so it's it's different from power waiting down it's to me what more so happened at the end of the tournament of power was goku kind of lost his stamina energy and his energy reserves and that's why he powered out of the transformation and not only that but was like fatigued and possibly injured after because he he kind of looked drunk for the rest of the tournament of power he had like a lazy eye thing going on so um that's pretty much all i had to say for my recap I can state that I don't know where we should go from here. Well, it's fine. I mean, you can tell me your opinions about the Ultra Instinct as a concept or technique transformation, but we were also talking about Jiren and the Moron Granola arc, so those are also great points. Well, I just feel like they should have, they should have, like, I would have been fine with after the Moron arc. It's basically essentially like a Jiren arc. Even though somebody could try to say that, like, you know, Tournament of Power or the Universe Tournament was a, you know, Jiren arc. Because Jiren wasn't really fleshed out to the fullest extent that he needs to be per his amount of power or his power level. I just feel like it, it, it would have been a, a good touch base. Um, oh, definitely. I agree. For everyone. 
Um, like, in terms of what you were saying in prior uh, podcasts to the extent of, like, you know, talking about Masters or whatnot, um, I feel like there's definitely several ways they could have spun a couple of different episodes, regardless of they were, like, back-to-back or not. Because um, I definitely feel like if Goku went um, to, like, Universe 6, uh, I don't feel like the, the like the final fight that he would like well, do with well, Jared we, would stay enough, in since Universe. You bring up Universe Six. Six. We can bring up potential uh, movie hypothetical wish list. What What do you think the movie's going to be about? My money's on Yamoshi and Cooler, obviously. Oh, well, when you bring up movie, even from the context of what I said, if they turned that arc into a movie, if they just didn't feel like um like putting all of that time into it in terms of multiple a lot of, episodes, a lot of I feel like they should they, do that. They want a Universe Six Sans movie or a Jaren movie. I, I I agree with that. I feel like you can do both in an hour and a half. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Definitely. Like I feel like you can do both in an hour and a half, and Honestly, then you can have a scene where me, um. My head cannon uh, for movie speculation. I I do want Yamoshi, but I don't at the same time. Obviously, because if the the canon depiction of the character of Yamoshi isn't up to my standards, I'm going to be extremely disappointed. But even outside of Yamoshi, uh, as for Golden Cooler. I think Golden Cooler is most likely because I swear when we saw the Broly movie at the end credits, they showed Cooler in Super HD art, like in the graphics of the or the art style aesthetic of the Broly movie in the credits. And Vegeta specifically said he's training to get stronger because Freeze is still on the loose. So that made me believe like the I, I mentioned this to you earlier outside of the podcast, but bring it up for the podcast. The new fan theory of speculation, if Cooler were to come, is basically... Frieza would use some leftover DNA from the fight with he had with Broly in the Broly movie from Super and use that and like combine it with his own DNA to make a, a frost demon abomination strike bill, basically, and that would be cooler. Although I'm perfectly fine with them saying he's a frost demon from another universe or, or Frieza's long lost brother still. That plot line is still pretty good to me. Or pretty serviceable, acceptable. But I feel like, and I, I was also telling this to my uncle when I was telling him about my channel. I feel like if they execute it correctly, which is highly unlikely, but in my, you know, most wishful thinking and best scenario of them executing it correctly, they can do it in a way where Kaba comes from Universe 6 saying he needs help from the Sands from Universe 7 to fight Frost and whatever. And, you know, the Universe 7 Sands, Goku, Vegeta, and Broly go to Universe 6 to help Kaba and they fight Frost of Frieza and Cooler, and it'll just be an all-out epic battle in Universe 6 where the Sands go all out and the Frieza race go all out, and we could possibly get some origins to Sands and the Frieza race hate each other or the explaining the gold forms, stuff like that. Wouldn't that mean that Cooler would have to have an entirely different name? I mean, because I would that would mean I, that the I Universe still, 6... I still, don't, I still don't mind. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, but, you know, it has to be a, a pun for the word cold, basically, but yeah, At he that point, have to be cooler. That's the only way to to, to rationalize in my mind, like like gold cooler, because it, then uh, there's still the bro, whole Gettysburg imagine, thing. Imagine, imagine Lord Chilled <laughs> comes back golden. <laughs> well, what well, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't quote unquote canon. So if they do decide to do that, like if if, if they go with the design, I like Lord Chilled's design. If they do decide to do that, um, damn, I want to say, I want to say. They can't really do that because I think the whole the whole enthusiasm of Lord Child is being able to go up to people and be like, "Yo, I am Lord <laughs> Like that shit is hilarious. Like it's just it's funny. 
it's funny. Yeah. It's some great feeling. He he could be like uh, Frost's like mentor or whatever. That I could see that 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 could work. If like that happened to be his mentor or whatever, and they wrote it that way, <laughs> but it just happens to be like you know one of like Lord Child's like you know like fucking thirteenth down the line grandson cousin something or something. That that would be cool. Like that that would be cool or something. Like to the extent of being like Frost mentor, and that's why Frost is like a douche. Like that 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 would be awesome. Like I I would for for like lore wise, that would be pretty a, cool. A, a Frost origin story movie. That's hilarious. I never the reason hear that. the reason why that would be cool is because then they can kind of connect that into Yamoshi and then towards the end basically state this is why Bardock came. Like wow, they could even they could you see what I'm saying? Like they could immediately like so if they do it that way, then bro, that's a, a whole nother two movies and they get to give Bardock more shine because they have destroyed his shine in the most recent, you know, readaptation yeah, with bringing see, Broly on back. This, on that subject, by the way, too and I plan on uh, putting a lot of this in my own Yamoshi Lord Took the bandana. Video. That's what made him black. No, not even that. Um, I feel like they retconned Bardock. They retconned Bardock on purpose with Super because I feel like they're going to they're gonna give Yamoshi the same backstory they gave to Dragon Ball Z's depiction of Bardock from the Bardock father of Goku special. Because remember, in the original Bardock special, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't like Yamoshi, but he was in a group. With with four other or five other sands basically, and the story was about the mythology of the Super Saiyan, like the first Super Saiyan or the first strong Saiyan. And in a sense, like even outside of Super and and Yamoshi and the God theories, like in a sense, Bardock could have been the first placeholder for Yamoshi even before Super happened, because like even outside of Bardock fitting the description of the the mythology of the legendary Super Saiyan. Bardock could have also easily became a sand rebel because he was the leader of a group of five sands and he was the only sand to realize that the other sands were lost and to rebel against Frieza. So Bardock, if, if he lived, he could have easily became theoretically the first Super Saiyan God or Yamoshi at this point. But yeah, I feel like they retconned Bardock's story in Super to give that same exact backstory to, to Yamoshi from Bardock from Z. I can't knock that they they will attempt you know some crap like that, but you know at least coming from you know like the inception of Dragon Ball or or, or that time, like I don't I don't really need them to do that. Like, I don't really need thirteen year olds in the future to tell me that yo I don't know what you're talking about. That's Yamoshi. That's not Bardock. Who who is that guy? I saw him. I saw him. He wasn't doing well, anything. But honestly, he was just Bardock... in the beginning of. Now, I don't think Yamoshi, even my Yamoshi, as cool as I think he is, I don't think Yamoshi could ever replace Bardock, honestly, no matter yeah, how but, good they execute it. But since they're changing everything to the extent of, like, the youth, like, they, it's not about what whether or not they're going to change what I think. No, wait, They're not going to change what I think. It, no, even outside of that, in, in regards to the youth, like, most kids I know, they still know who Bardock is and like Bardock. I know you're talking about future generation, but, like... Yeah, future. Bardock is one of the... Bardock is essentially, like, a Trunks or a Zeno Goku. Like, Bardock could be in every game and have any transformation. So, Bardock going to be around for a while. Bardock ain't going nowhere. Hopefully, it's not a thing with the youth and, and, and anime today. I don't think people would confuse like oh, cause cause funny enough, like AJ don't do that. When even when I showed him the Yamoshi scene, um, I was like, oh, that's Yamoshi. It's like, yeah, I believe you. He kind of looked like him, but he also kind of looked like Vegeta. <laughs> and a lot a lot of people say that from the Battle of Gods scene where they showed the depiction of the first Super Saiyan God, the silhouette kind of looks like a Goku Gohan, 
but also when they show him like in the front, it looks like a Vegeta silhouette as well. So there's definitely that too. Like here's the indicator that Yamoshi is related to like Yamoshi has to be a Universe Seven Sand. He's related to the Universe Seven Sand somehow. He's either from Universe Seven or he's related to Vegeta. Well, I, I could I could understand that just on a level of you know like like Vegeta's nobility and Goku and also never on was. that subject of Bardock, another reason why Bardock would have been a great kind a candidate for Super Saiyan God, even in Super, and they didn't need to retcon it. Me and you know this, but for the, the, the listeners of the podcast, Xenoverse 2 does a great, great job at tying in the episode of Bardock into Super's continuity without retconning anything within the game's intro. And this is from 2016, 2015, basically. 2016, yeah. Um, also, another thing, remember in the earlier podcast, I brought up the S-cells. We can also theorize that Bardock, because remember in this um, Bardock Father Goku special, it was stated when he survived the fight on uh, Planet Kanasa that he had a battle power of 10,000. And that's why Zarbon made that comment to Frieza. And that's why Frieza killed the Sands. Zarbon was like, oh, what, what, what would happen if another guy like him and King Vegeta were to, were to team up? You know? So it, there's also that, like, because Bardock had a body power of 10,000, he was in a group with four to five other Sands, and he was basically righteous towards the end because he was aware that his, his other Sands were lost and he was fighting to basically save them, even though he knew they were lost. You could theoretically say he was the placeholder for the first, you know, Super Saiyan God or Saiyan with the most righteous heart, S-Cells, whatever, Super Saiyan mythology, Super Saiyan legend, Super Saiyan God, like, Bardock could fit so many things. They, like Bardock's not going anywhere, man. I feel like it, it's debatable that it could be argued that he really more cared about destroying Frieza as more of like a you know a disbelief to bro. Why would you do this? We did everything you asked us to do. No, yeah. Why would you do I, this? I, I believe even even though he he could be considered a wicked sin, he probably had vengeance on his mind. It could still be considered righteous because, like, he didn't, like, outside of Kanata. And it can't be considered righteous. I think it can. I'm just yeah. saying, like, I I'm saying it's debatable and remember, that like, somebody could be like, yo. It, it was because his friends died that drove him to fight. So, yeah, I, I think that the whole Yamoshi angle could have worked for old Bardock as well. I just hope they don't, they don't, they don't do that, even though I know that seems pretty plausible. Yeah. I like Bardock for what he is, though. I do feel like the minus depiction is definitely a weaker depiction, a lesser variation of him in every regard. Unfortunately. Well, I'm not going to lie. If, if, if Zamasu decided to, like, go back and either take, like, Bardock or, like, Gohan. No, yes. Let's I think that would have been great. Let's, let's clip this. You only say no because of Bardock. But Gohan, bro, I thought that would, that, yeah. that would have actually made Dragon Ball so we're, took we're it done, to a whole other level. We're done talking about the granola arc. And for, for this one right here, stay. we Gohan were up talking about movie speculation and jeering. So let's clip it here. And for the last one. Let's talk about our most popular what-ifs we would want.